everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Allison. And my name, as always, is Mike. Oh, it's still Mike. Yeah, as always. And hopefully you will be for the rest of the time we do this thing. (laughs) Unless I find a replacement, you know what I'm saying? Well, I was thinking I would still do it even if we got divorced. Yeah, that's true, but we wouldn't be a couple anymore. Uh, no, no, but you would probably marry a douchebag, so, um, I mean, we can probably <laughs> I already that. did it once, so. <laughs> hey Nice comeback. <laughs> uh, no, you'd probably, like, marry a nerd, I would say, like a big nerd. And, uh, dorkiness, like a dorkiness level, like, just off yeah, the charts. I don't think so. I think so, yeah. Because, uh, you lucked out, you lucked out. Let's just, I sure uh, did, I hit the jackpot. Yeah. I with mean, this guy. Well, you do look like a million bucks today, and I look like about $4, I would say, compared to you. Well, we have a party to go to tonight. Ooh, Allison's biggest, like, nightmare, basically. Oh, my God. This party starts at 8 p.m. Now, what the hell? If the person listening to this is, like, at the party, uh, I don't think I they don't will. think she listens to this. But we might talk to people, and they'll be like, so, what are you guys doing? We'll, like, may mention that we make a true crime podcast. Oh, well, other humans go to parties at 8 p.m. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her having a party at 8 p.m., yeah. I'm saying that this girl right here, uh, 8 p.m. may as well be midnight. <laughs> if you read our podcast or our uh, Instagram quotes or anything, those are all from Allison. Like, she finds them funny and they're so actually her. Like, it's yes. like, what are these people? Psychopaths starting Psychopaths. a party at 8 p.m.? Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I am dressed to go to a party and I should be wearing my pajamas. I mean, come on, folks. It's 6.09 p.m. <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Just a little inside <laughs> scoop of when we record this thing. And let me tell you a little something that's going on in my world, too, since I had to put some good makeup on for the party. Oh. Oh boy. Um, I'm using this prescription grade cream for my face. Yeah, so and, obviously you went to a doctor to get this. Yeah, no, I went to some uh, website from India and they <laughs> sent it to me. Sounds really safe. Um, but it's legit. From oh. According to some Instagram users, it's legit. So it, that must be true. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Well, they warn that this would cause peeling. It's called tretinoin. And I might be saying that wrong, but it's like a retinol. So it's very strong fantastic for anti-aging so i knew it was gonna peel but i mean i look like a freaking leper yeah it's kind of gross we went to dinner the other day with some friends and she just had like these just peeling parts all over her face and i was gonna try to fix it and as i kind of like <laughs> you know smudged it off it just kept coming and coming i was like i'm, I'm making it worse we're just yeah gonna leave it. We're i know leave and it actually i went to the bathroom right after you did that and i couldn't even see anything so he's exaggerating but i do have to like take a washcloth and like kind of like slough it off it, yeah it's it's pretty intense yeah which is kind of how my skin is all the time just because i'm you know largely bloated and unhealthy no you're not yeah. but the things women do for beauty it always amazes me now who are you doing it for myself yourself because it's not for me because i already find you beautiful well i'm certainly not doing it for other men but you're not doing it for men at all i'm doing it for myself yeah so you don't think you're pretty enough that's not true i'm 43 years old i'm trying to age gracefully well you are though i because i use a lot of anti-aging products like you got carded like before you stopped drinking I did, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you look pretty young. I mean, you don't look like a 43-year-old I bag. do not look like a 21-year-old either. No, well, I mean, you're not supposed to. You're 43. Well, right, but you said I got carded. Yeah, you did, but I don't know. People are crazy. Um, so, while you're doing that, I'm doing, like, some weightlifting like I always have, but unfortunately, I hurt myself this week. Yeah. So, I'm going to take a little a little break on the uh, leg work. Um, I, I, like, I was doing a stiff leg deadlift, and I was trying to lift, like, 300 pounds, and I did, like, two or three, like, sets. Not sets, uh, repetitions. And the third one, I was lifting it, and then I felt like 
something in my back. I'm like, oh, I just dropped it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then I got all sweaty. I was just like, oh my God. I was thinking, of like, do I have to like call somebody to like help me get home? Like, oh. am I going to be able to get in my car? Am I going to be able to take these weights off this thing? Like, all these things. I know people would help, you know, but right. embarrassing still. Oh, too. sure. You don't want to call attention to yourself. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, can you take these weights off? Poor thing. Uh, so that was a little, little hard, but um, I'll, I'll be all right. I so. had to put your socks on this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get ready. Right. Used to that one. Hashtag this is love. Yeah. What did you say? Uh, you're like, oh, this is a f- flash to the future. And I was like, let's not take this walk today. Let's just have you have a lot of bacon this morning. Yeah, you wanted to kill me. So you could be part of the story. Because <laughs> you were getting dressed early in the morning for our little walk. I guess your next husband would have that story. Well, because, you know, he'd be a dork. Right. Well, obviously. According to you. Yeah, 100%. So, um, hey, thanks for listening. And uh, if you've listened three times and have enjoyed what you've heard, and if you have an iPhone, then um, it's time to put out. And uh, please leave us a review with uh, five stars, all that Put stuff. Out. And uh, iPhone, it's really easy in the Apple Podcast area. You can also leave like a five star review in Spotify. And there's a few other ones that you know we have a lot of listeners for a lot of different apps. So Platforms. if you can, please do. Somebody um, messaged me this week and said um, I did it through Amazon. So like I we went step by step to try to like figure out how to do it, and she was like the first review at Amazon. Oh. So Audible has tons, but like Amazon.com. So okay. I, I, whatever. But uh, I always like to read one of the reviews. Just to, you know name out the sweet people and here's an example of exactly what you could say uh yay love this podcast mike and allison are so easy to listen to i always go to this podcast first which says a lot it's became my favorite they really do the research i feel like i've spent so much time listening to them that we are friends lol not a stalker (laughs) sending love from arkansas please do a case in arkansas so um don't worry we don't feel like you're a stalker and we probably would be friends because we're pretty friendly people right yeah so, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't have a party after 8 p.m. Yeah, just don't invite us anything. And, um, <laughs> you know, maybe send a text once in a while, send a joke, like a meme or something. But, yeah, we really don't have friends outside of that. So, like, we cut <laughs> things off. We're very in, inside the house people. Um, my friend was going to a party last weekend, and she's like, yeah, it's a white party. I'm like, a white party? I don't have any white outfits. Like, I'd have to buy a friggin' new outfit for this party. You're like, what kind of person throws a party where they expect everybody to buy an outfit? I would never <laughs> throw a party and expect people to, like specifically buy something you, for could, it. you could just stop it and i would never throw a party I, that, right there <laughs> hey i throw i've thrown a lot of parties okay we had a super bowl party you son of a bitch whose idea was that it was yours yeah thank you very much yeah i will have to admit i'm very comfortable at home it's not because lounging you don't like, on the couch it's not because you don't like people it's oh more, i like people yeah you do and you're glad it's just hard to get you out of your shell sometimes sometimes like your plan although i have to say i was driving the other day and i'm just so sick of slow drivers and i told our daughter i'm like oh reese you're lucky you're you're more patient than i am because this is not good and i said half the time i think 80 percent of the population are a bunch of freaking idiots <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm like so you don't want to be like me and we caught her the other day saying like i wanted to punch somebody i'm like that's definitely you else yeah our uh, friends we were out with oh look another pair of friends that we were out with it's rare they were like oh she takes after her mom that's right so very very, very spicy. angry and spicy yep so on that note shall we get started i think so all right let's do this so this is a sad story this is a recent one this is the murder of angela craig and this was a listener suggestion from actually two people because again it's very recent and if you do have um any you know case suggestions please send them to instagram or through patreon or any method to get a hold of us mm-hmm. when we find them so this was from suggested from lizette and marissa so thank you guys so much so angela craig was a 43 year old woman she was living in colorado at the time of the story she was known for her wit and her humor her dedication to her family her love of animals and her ability to forgive she was born angela dawn prey on april 15th 1979 wow. which was two days exactly after you were born yeah 
was going to say, we're the same age and born right around the same mm-hmm. time. So she was born in Dodge City, Kansas. She was the youngest of 10 children. Oof, that's Wowzas, a lot of work. Those parents. Busy. I, I can barely handle two. She married James or Jim Craig. So I'm going to refer to him in the story as Jim um, on December 18th, 1999. Over the course of their 23-year marriage, the couple had six children together, and they had been living in the Denver area for about 15 years. At this point in time, their children ranged from ages 8 to 20, and Jim was 45 years old. He was working as a dentist. So Angela was very involved in her church. She was part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, every time there's a lot of kids, I always wonder if they're Christian of Mm -hmm. some sort. Um, she worked, you know, in, in terms of her church in their choir. She was part of the director. She was a teacher of the youth groups. She loved working as a family history consultant. So, uh, you know, getting genealogy. That's awesome. She was very dedicated to learning about her own family's history as well as helping other people complete their history. Pretty cool. So Angela's sister described Angela and Jim's marriage as very tumultuous. Ugh. Never a description you want described for your marriage. Uh, I'm sure you have other details of the tumultuousness. Yeah, you'll get a lot. So Jim had been involved in multiple affairs. That nice. tends to piss the uh, spouse off. God, I hate that. Like, It's I, one thing if you decide that you want to have an open relationship. Sure. Don't judge. That's not my cup of tea, but it works for oh, some wait. people. It's not? Mike, no. Shoot. That would be called an affair. Ah, crumbs. <laughs> oh, fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Um, so obviously this was not an open marriage. Angela was not okay with this. Jim was being unfaithful to a her. scumbag uh, a scumbag as you might say so it, he had had multiple affairs he had also been addicted to porn since he was a teen Angela had told her sister several times over the past 16 years that she had planned to leave Jim but somehow he would turn it around and convince her to stay about five or six years earlier Jim gave Angela an unknown drug to incapacitate her so that he himself could administer a lethal dose of this drug and commit suicide. To himself? Okay, yes. suicide. So he wanted to incapacitate her and kill himself. Yes, so that he told her, because obviously he wasn't successful in doing this because I'm talking about him right now. Right, and he's a dentist, so he has access mm-hmm. to this stuff. Apparently. Probably. I I somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. I don't even know what he did. It's at an unknown drug. Okay. So he told Angela that he had drugged her so that she would be unable to find him and save him from being successful in committing suicide. I mean, really, Jim, what you can do is just kind of drive to anywhere, really anywhere, like a McDonald's parking lot, just do it yourself. Nobody I mean, will, that's messed yeah, up. Just Go ahead. So he also had a gambling problem. He had filed for bankruptcy in 2021. And at this point in time, at the time of the story, his dental business was on the verge of bankruptcy bankruptcy yet again. That is tough because dentistry is a pretty good business. Mm-hmm. I mean, every dentist I know is doing very well for themselves. Right. And Angela had told her sister recently that Jim had gone to Vegas and gambled away $2,000. Well, that's why it's going into bankruptcy. Right. So on Wednesday, March 15th, 2023, so this is literally just a couple of weeks ago, um, at approximately 1110 a.m., Angela headed to the UC Health University of Colorado Hospital in Aurora, Colorado with her brother. 
and she just was feeling horrific. She had severe headaches. She was very dizzy. A few hours later, at around 2 p.m., she took a major turn for the worse. She began to have seizures, and her condition rapidly declined. She was ultimately moved to ICU and placed on a ventilator. Ah, no. I think I know what's coming. So doctors were baffled as to what could be causing Angela's sudden medical decline. As they spoke to her family, they learned that she started feeling ill about March 6th. So at this point, she did go to the ER on the 6th. She was released that same day. She presented then to Parker Adventist Hospital on March 9th, a few days later. She ended up being admitted that time, and she stayed until the 14th when she was discharged home. So she started the 6th and Mm -hmm. then got discharged and came back the 9th or the 14th. And the the date you were talking about where she came back again was the 15th. Yeah. So the following day after she had been discharged home, she went back feeling terrible. So she had worsening headaches. She had dizziness and low blood pressure severe vomiting and issues focusing she knew that something was terribly wrong so texts between angela and jim show that she was he was saved in her phone as the boy and when her symptoms first started she began texting her husband at around 6 59 a.m on monday march 6 so i'm going to read through their texts so jim says to her thank you so much for making my drink this morning i love you i hope you have a great day and i'm so glad you're back in town And Angela responded, you're welcome, baby. I love you, too. I think my body is not letting, but I think she meant to say liking the caffeine this morning either. My stomach feels fine, but my head is feeling funny and dizzy. Very strange. Jim said, it's been a week since caffeine for you. Maybe your body is just saying no thank you. I did a full scoop of caffeine and a big scoop of B vitamins. Is that how much you normally take? And then he said he was super shaky. So she said, oh, no, I do a small scoop of the B vitamin mix. It feels really weird. And he said, oops, sorry, baby. And she said, it's okay. It'll wear off. I'm dizzy. My eyes don't want to focus, but I can get the stuff done that I need to this morning. And that just made me Mm -hmm. think such a mom, such a woman like women are just always like they have their eyes set on what they need to get done she feels like absolute crap but she's like i'll get it done i mean that would be you 100 percent, totally and i'd be like i don't know if i want you driving people around or yourself for that matter i mean Mm -hmm. if you can't focus that's not a good idea and he said maybe you should lie down she said it just seems excessive for a little extra supplement my eyes are working slowly and my body is responding slowly so she's the little like i don't think it's the b vitamins no she doesn't think it's the b vitamins so he said that sounds really wrong i'm going to come home i don't like this she said you can't you need to work i'll throw on some clothes and i'll sit with the girls and see if it goes away he said do you have a blood pressure cuff which i found strange it's like you live in this house do you not know if you guys have a blood pressure cough? <laughs> I was thinking about us. Like, you know, you would know if we did. Well, because it'd be for me because I'm obese. <laughs> right. Go ahead. He said, you should try that and see if your BP is low. And then Jim offered to bring one home from work after Angela said that she didn't know where one was. He suggested she take a magnesium supplement from his bathroom drawer. I don't know how he thought magnesium would help the situation, but hey, that was a suggestion. I actually have done a lot of research on magnesium the past week or two. Well, but, um, you know, it's, it's just an odd heart. suggestion when you're like, oh, my head is dizzy. Take some magnesium. Right. Well, Very he's a specific. dentist. Yeah. He's a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> it feels more like I feel when I take heavy meds and everything adjusts and moves slowly, like I'm moving in thick gel. My eyes are struggling to stay focused. He asked her if she had eaten anything. He said, I had, she said, I had my protein shake, but this is not hungry. He asked if she is nauseous, and she said, no, I feel drugged. 
And his response says, given our history, meaning five or six years ago when he previously drugged her, he says, that must be triggering. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. I am super worried, though. (laughs) Just for the record, in case I kill you and cops want to look at this text thread, I did not do anything. The fact that your husband has to say, I didn't drug you. Yeah, it's a poor thing. I mean, looking back. I am heartbroken for this woman. Obviously, you wish if you're her family or friends that years ago, she would have just gotten rid of them. But she's probably somebody that forgives and whatever. She is somebody who forgives. She's known for being a forgiving, kind, wonderful person. And, you know, she was invested in her marriage. And I am not judging Angela because they had been together for many, many years. They had six kids together. He always convinced her that things would be different. You don't know what people are going through. I never will judge because you're exactly right. I don't. So I don't ever want anyone to think that we would be victim shaming because we're not. But I'm just saying, like, this guy's a piece of shit. I think our listeners know we don't do that. So he said, you looked really pale. I'm super worried. Your lips were even looking pale. And Jim said that her symptoms were matching those of a potential stroke. Angela said that her whole body felt tingly and heavy. He told her that something was wrong and he was coming home from work with a blood pressure cough. He said at the very least, he would at least help keep their girls on track while Angela was then able to rest. Because you know how it is when you have kids in the house, you can't get any rest. Yeah, especially 10. Right. Well, she's got six. She came from a family oh, of 10. Right, okay. They themselves have six. Um, and some of them were grown. Some of them, they were as little as eight years old, which obviously that's not very young. But when you have to keep them on track to get going, that's where it comes into play. So he said, uh, or so anyway, the next day, Angela said in the, in a text that she was feeling the same way. You could tell she was getting a little irritated with his text because he was like, do you feel better? And she's like, no, the same. And he was like, oh, geez. And she was kind of like, did you expect me to just be miraculously myself again? Right. So you could tell she was a little irritated. Um, she said she was feeling the same. She wondered if it was a potential sinus infection that had turned into an inner ear infection because, you know, that could cause dizziness. Sure. She apologized that he had taken her to the ER the day before because obviously they then released her at that point. It's like she almost felt like maybe she had wasted his time. You know how it is. You want it to be nothing. Yeah, you don't want to be a burden. And she had said that maybe she would try her PCP or an urgent care that morning because, again, she still didn't feel well. Yeah, and you hear those stories about people that, you know, uh, went to the ER and they were like, you're fine. And then the next day, it's like, oh, it was much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. May as well have other people check in and get in second, third opinions. Right. And that happened to our son when he was in kindergarten. His face got swollen like overnight. We took him to the doctor. Oh, it's probably just a salivary gland. Next day, it was like 10 times worse. He got admitted. So obviously, doctors aren't wizards. They don't know the future future. They don't have crystal balls. They make the best guess. Exactly. So while Angela was in the hospital between March 6th and the 9th, um, she exchanged more texts with Jim. The, she was obviously released the 6th, went back the 9th. But anyway, during that time, she was exchanging texts. She said, thank you for taking care of me. He said, of course. And don't forget, you still have caffeinated crystal light if you want it, which to me, caffeine doesn't seem like a good idea for someone who's dizzy, but hey. Or if you want some fresh stuff with ice, I can make it and bring it to you too. Angela said, no, this is good. I have a sandwich coming. So I'm thinking these texts happened when she was in the hospital and that they were delivering her her lunch tray. She says, my mouth tastes like medicine. The doctor just signed off. So this is the 14th then. They're getting my paperwork. 
And she says, if the doctor gets done soon, I'll have Bella get me. And if not, can you come at three or should I call Renee? He said, I can possibly do it if it's at three or later. And it's just sad. I'm reading you these texts just so you kind of realize the things that were saying were said between these points when everything just goes to hell. I like hearing about the texts as yeah. it's happening. Because it makes... You, it puts you right in the position yeah. of knowing what they were going through. Exactly. I mean, as close as you can. And she says to him, it's okay if you can't. There are plenty of people who can come and get me. I just like you the best. Oh. And I just thought that that was so sweet. And it really got me. It, it yeah. hit me right in the chest. And he says, thanks. I like you too. It's like you couldn't come up with anything better than that, Jim. You dick. So Jim co-owns Summerbrook Dental Group in Aurora, Colorado with his friend Ryan Redfern since August of 2022. The two had known each other for more than 20 years. They had gone to dental school together and Ryan knew that Jim and Angela were having marital problems. Recently, an office manager at the practice noticed some strange behavior with Jim, and this was all going on just before Angela fell ill, because all of this really started happening quickly. Yeah. Like, this is very quick. Span of a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So the manager was working late one night. She noticed that Jim returned to the office after hours, which, okay, fine, that might be out of the ordinary. But then she saw that he was in an exam room working on a computer with the lights turned off. She found this very strange. He had never done it in the past. There was no reason for him to be doing this. He had his own desktop top computer in his own office as well as a laptop computer so you know it's like where you're sitting at your desk and you look over and you're like what the hell's with that so it just stood out to her so 30 minutes after the office manager left she got a text from jim of course she would be calling him probably dr craig but i'm gonna call the bastard jim sure and he had told her to be out on the lookout for a personal package that would be coming to the office he had ordered it he specifically instructed her do not open it when it arrives she's like okay cool no worries so documents indicate that another employee accidentally opened this package when it did arrive on march 13th because that employee did not get the memo about not opening it okay so march 13th this is while angela's uh, in the hospital she is in the hospital during this point so the office manager saw that this employee opened it. So, of course, she's curious. Sure. I mean, <laughs> why well, didn't Dr. Craig want me to look in here? Yeah. And like, it's like that puts up all your sensors and she sees it open here. It's like, well, I didn't open it. So exactly. I may as well got. just peek inside. Yep. So she did. She peeked inside. She noticed that there was a biohazard sticker with the words potassium cyanide. And then you Google that. And she did. Uh-huh. So it was printed on a circular canister within this package. The employees resealed the package. They put it right on Jim's desk as if it never happened. When the office manager Googled the side effects from consuming potassium cyanide, what do you know? They matched the exact symptoms that Jim's wife, Angela, was currently suffering from and admitted to the hospital with. Sick. So the office manager decided to call the co-owner, Ryan, about the potassium cyanide delivery. Well, yeah, because this is coming to their business. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he probably ordered it through it, too. Right. So Ryan and his wife went to the hospital. They briefly spoke with Jim, who was visibly crying after speaking with doctors. There's a whole string of texts between Jim and Ryan's wife. She's a nurse. So these texts went on and on and on about what was going on while Angela was hospitalized, what medication they had her on, what her symptoms were, yada, yada, yada. And he had specifically said in one of the texts, this would be a fun mystery to solve if it wasn't my wife. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a little weird, side note. Weird way of going. So anyway, so they show up to the hospital. Jim is visibly crying. He has just spoken to a doctor. When Jim stepped away for a doctor's call, Ryan took his opportunity to speak to a nurse. This is when Angela is in the hospital around the 15th. She has majorly taken a turn for the worse. Yeah, the last day that we talked about that she was in the hospital. Yes. Came back to the hospital for the third time. Mm-hmm. She is doing very poorly at this time. So Ryan sees that Jim is preoccupied. He pulls this nurse aside. He tells her that there was a delivery of potassium cyanide to our dental office. I'm worried about poisoning. There is no medical reason for their dental practice to carry potassium cyanide. So the nurse contacted police because obviously that's her duty. It's Can we to also get a doctor involved here people. pretty soon? Yeah. So it's, you know, obviously she's she's going to report to the to the proper people, which is the police. So she contacted them and the investigation into James Craig began and the Aurora PD's major crimes homicide unit took over at this point. So when Ryan and homicide his wife... Unit. Well, because the doctors She's are not, saying okay. she is doing prognosis is exceptionally poor at yeah, this Yeah, but time. can we like uh, reverse the effects of this potassium cyanide Right somewhere? now, it is not looking good whatsoever. Okay. I mean, the first thing, I would go to the doctor and be like, hey, it's p- potential potassium cyanide. Do you need us to do any tests? Did she um, go to a doctor at I all? Believe, Do we know? Yeah, oh, yeah. She, well, she did go to the doctor. She was at the hospital multiple times. Okay. Well, uh, she's the nurse. So, I mean, nothing with nurses. No, well, obviously, the doctors are handling her care. Right. The okay. nurse is administering what the yeah. doctors are ordering. That's not changing anything. We're just now. You know, I'm thinking like if there's like an antidote of, so, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think at the point in time that they realized what could have potentially happened, it was too late. Yeah. She had gone into seizures and oxygen was cut off from her brain at this oh, point. Gosh. So there was nothing they could do at this point. So I, that's a very reasonable question that you just asked. Could they give her something? No. They couldn't, sadly. So when Ryan and his wife left the hospital after they told the nurse this information, they went and sat in their car. They had taken different cars to the hospital, so they were probably just regrouping in the parking lot. And while they were sitting there, a call came through from Jim. Ryan answered it over the Bluetooth speakers. And Jim says, I heard something that was pretty disturbing. And he asked Ryan if he had said anything to the hospital staff. (laughs) Ryan told Jim that he knew about the package that was delivered Ooh, to the office. Nice, Ryan. Good job. And unaware that the package had even been opened and resealed because uh, as far as Jim knows, that package was delivered. He's safe as a Nobody canary. Nobody ever saw kitten. Safe as a kitten? Sure. Yeah, much safer than a canary. <laughs> a canary, you know, the cat. The right. cat ate the canary. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That canary's not safe. No. So as far as Jim knows, nobody knew potassium cyanide was in that package. It looked like nobody had opened it. You know how like you're, uh, I don't know about you, but if I get like pulled over by a police, you know, I, know and I see lights say. and your butthole puckers. Yes. You know, for me, it's just, you get that tingling sensation. Right now, this is when Jim is just like, uh-oh, and his butthole's puckering yes. up. Up super super tight because he knows he is absolutely screwed the jig is up jim god oh man so, i'd love to see the look on his face oh, and just like be like you effing piece of shit piece of shit yeah so um again hopefully he, you'd like to have him in like you know they, they can lock him down so he doesn't run yeah so you'll see so he said again he knows that the package was delivered on Un- again unaware that it had been open jim told him that the package contained a ring that he had plan to surprise angela with oh i love this it just simply said ryan told him he knew it did not 
It's like, no, no, gem. Sure didn't, gem. No, it, it doesn't. Well, I mean, did the ring say potassium cyanide on it and have like a biohazard sticker? Right. Because that's what was in there, you dumbass. You dumbass that is putting my life in danger. And not only your wife, you're trying to kill your wife. Our whole practice, we're supposed to be friends. Mm-hmm. Like you, this is like ruining my life. Like you ruin your own life. Don't ruin and your wife too, that he knows, obviously, and is mm-hmm. friends with her. And as the mother of their six children. Ugh. So Jim all of a sudden changes his story at this point. He said that Angela wanted him to order the potassium cyanide since she didn't have the proper credentials to do so. So they're just talking um, through Bluetooth still. Yes. Okay, good. Over the phone. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. So it went from a ring to, okay, oh, now you're telling me that she wanted to kill herself and you're helping her. Yes. And he said he didn't think that Angela would actually take it. He basically described the situation as playing a game of chicken. Uh huh. And Ryan told Jim, stop talking hire a lawyer and that was just the end of it Ooh, that ryan said that ryan said that i don't like that at all mm. why you thought he should have still been talking it's not like he was recording the conversation no no i mean it's almost like he's looking out for him like say you should just no he was like dude you are in this like, like this you're is going too to, day. What? you're you're okay. in too deep okay. get yourself a lawyer friend okay. no he was not saying it like he was trying like to help him not at Good. all Good. no So that same day, Ryan received an urgent text from Jim pleading that he not speak with anyone about their discussion, including law enforcement, since it would do more harm than good to their family. Now, all of a sudden, he's so concerned about his children. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe he should have thought of that before he drugged their mom and poisoned her. Yep, you would think so. So he told Ryan that he understood why he did what he did, but he should have spoken to him man to man Uh instead of talking to everyone else saying i might have let you in on some details that would have made you less likely to cause this horrible storm uh-huh so at 12 30 a.m on march 16th police came to the hospital they wanted to speak with staff and doctors about angela's condition the so it's doctors, like basically that same night yes yeah yeah the doctors told her that she's on life support she has no brain activity uh. this prognosis is terrible yeah she's pretty much poor angela that sucks so that same day a caseworker for a caseworker from child protective services spoke with a detective about the meetings that she had conducted with both james and his children she told police that jim claimed that angela was suicidal and had made previous suicide attempts and he had even had to revive her several times over the previous months He said that her ideations only worsened after he had brought up the idea of divorce in December of 2022. He told the caseworker that since Angela had been intentionally overdosing, he was sure that her toxicology would come back positive for something. So Yeah, well, man, I I don't know. Can you get him on this? Because he's ordering it, obviously. So at the very least, I mean, we I know he did it, obviously. He's hes poisoning her in some way. I'm really curious to hear if they can actually get him on oh, it. Oh, we'll, we'll tell you about okay, that. Good. When I say we, I mean me. So um, it was very suspicious, though, after she had spoken then to the six children, that none of them reported that her mom their mom was depressed and it was highly unlikely that a suicide attempt would go unnoticed from every other party in the household that only jim because that is obviously something that would be an absolute ruckus did mommy like go to her room a lot and wanted to stay away and all that stuff no mommy was very involved she was super active hence 
drinking like supplements and protein drinks. She was up early. She was exercising. No, this is not at all the case. So it was her belief that Jim is just building a cover story for what actually happened to Angela. Absolutely. She would also be like, I love you kids, you know, just like extra stuff, like almost like to remember me or something like, did mom ever say to remember me? No. Yeah. Like they would be all those little, little hints like that. And not only that, but if he's saying he is reviving her or resuscitating her, (laughs) that's something that just doesn't go unnoticed in a house. Right. You know, you're doing CPR and nobody sees it. Good point. So search warrants were issued and both the Craig home and the dental practice were searched and evidence was seized, you know, multiple computers, etc. Search history. mm -hmm, Yes. Police found multiple types of protein powders and workout style shaker cups used to drink the powdered proteins. They also found two different unlabeled plastic bags containing a white powdery substance as well as a water bottle on an exercise bike. Police believe that Jim allegedly first gave Angela the poison on March 6th in a protein shake that he had mixed for her before their workout. So it just disgusts the absolute shit out of me. Uh, That's disgusting. So an Amazon order for arsenic metal 99.9999% crystalline metalloid was placed for $13 on February 27th. It was delivered to the family's home on March 4th. A product description said that swallowing this could prove fatal. When the arsenic did not kill Angela, he ordered potassium cyanide on March 8th from Midland Scientific. Shortly after the order was placed, a representative from the company contacted Jim to inform him. This was confusing to me. It said that they didn't have the item in stock, but they could ship it overnight. I don't know what that means, but that was what... Probably drop shipped some from yeah. some other place. So the delivery address was for the dental office. Obviously, we know it came to the dental office. This is the one that they opened and resealed. Mm-hmm. So the delivery address was for the office. And in order to complete the purchase, a restricted item usage statement form needed to be filled out. Obviously, this is a highly poisonous, toxic substance. They don't just dispense it to anybody. So he filled this out and responded by email saying that he was a surgeon that was performing a cranial facial reconstruction so you would google okay what would i need uh, potassium cyanide for he said he would be using the chemical to check and see if it would help with the layering of alternative metals and he wrote that if it was a success the information would then be published as a paper in the national institute of health so he's got this all documented. The whole story done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all there. They could see that. Okay. So he provided his license number and his professional email, but he was communicating via his personal email address, which is jimandwaffles at gmail.com. So that's where this correspondence is going through, okay. which to me seems very weird. Jim and Waffles, like who is Waffles? Do I don't know, know if Waffles is their pet. Okay. So the shipment was delivered to the office on March 13th. And then they found that a third substance for oleandrin, one milligram, this is a poisonous substance from the leaves of the oleander plant. He placed this order. So now this is the third substance he's ordering on March 10th for $330. Wow. This never even was able to be delivered. It hadn't yet come. The investigators got through. They contacted FedEx. The process was just stopped. So that one was never delivered. 
So as police began their investigation, they found internet searches on Jim's computer from the dental exam room where that office manager saw him at night after hours with the lights turned out. And she said, what the hell is Jim sitting in that dark room for? Now, if I said it once, I said a thousand times. Thank God for dumbasses. Yes. Because like if you are a certified dumbass idiot like Jim here. Uh, you will leave your Google search history. And even if you delete it, it's still there. Oh, somewhere. they'll find it. So like really the safest way to do, I'm not going to talk about yeah, that. That's but like, silly. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Yeah. Thank you, you for being You want to know idiots. how to commu- commit a crime? We'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being stupid yeah. and idiots and all that. Thanks, Jim. You freaking piece of shit. So his search history included how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human? How to make poison? Is arsenic detectable in an autopsy? He also watched a YouTube video titled Top 5 Undetectable Poisons That Show No Signs of Foul Play. Oh, man. And a video explained that by the time doctors are able to detect any kind of cyanide poisoning, it's typically too late to save a person's life. Yeah, because you have to test for that specific toxin, right? And it's like, why would that be in their body? And it's like, by the time it is, you find it, you're done. And I work in a hospital. I work in the ICU with doctors every single day. It's not normal that you would check for potassium cyanide poisoning. You just, I've never even heard that said, and I've been working at the hospital for 18 years. Well, like they say toxicology screening, it's like they're the most popular ones. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be absolutely everything. No. That'd be really, you know, it would delay a lot of processes and stuff. Um, Yeah, that's so terrible. I I don't know. Googling it again. Thank God. Jim's an idiot. So they also discovered that he had been arranging travel plans to see an orthodontist. This is 49-year-old Karen Kane, who he was having an affair with. Karen owns Kane Orthodontics from Marble Falls, Texas. She is the mother of two grown children. She had filed for divorce from her husband, Jason, in November of 2022. I'd be very curious to see the Google reviews of these places now. Um, uh, they're still high. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan, you know, he's still part of that practice. Well, it sounds like fault. Ryan kind of was like almost like a silent partner. It didn't seem oh. like he was super in- involved in the day to day, but I could be completely wrong. Another thing I wanted to say that I lost track of, um, you can google all these things that's totally legal to do so it's just that if your wife dies from these things that you've been googling that's when it gets really bad yeah so it's suspected that they met each other at a regional dental conference investigators found sexually explicit emails to karen through an account that jim established through google on february 27th so karen's first trip was booked for march 8th to the 10th and a second trip he had booked on march 4th for her to come between the 16th and the 20th the fourth is the same day that the package of arsenic was first delivered to the Craig home. So he had not yet poisoned his wife at this point mm-hmm. that he's booking another woman to come. I mean, this isn't a huge surprise. We all know he's a piece of shit that has you know, cheated on his wife multiple times in the past. Yeah. So Karen learned of Angela's illness and never took the second flight that was scheduled for the 16th to the 20th. Nice job. Um, She was expressing concern about Angela's condition. She wrote saying how sorry she was wanting to help him, but not pull him away from his family. She wrote, hi, honey. I am so sorry for what has transpired this week in your world. I am sorry. I am not part of your world to be of more help to you. And instead I'm pulling you away. This is so hard. I want to be and do whatever I can to support and encourage you. And I don't want to add what has become an incredibly difficult time. Investigators don't believe that Karen was aware of Jim's plan. No, I wouldn't think so. I don't believe that either. Yeah. So there's no reason to give her bad Google reviews. No, but, and you know, that's, 
she was getting a divorce. Jim's the piece of shit here. I'm not saying that, you know, Karen should be pulled down. She just happened to be uh, dating one. Yeah. So as Angela fought for her life in the ICU in the days before she ultimately lost her battle, Jim thanked the church members for their ongoing prayers, saying that it was so terrifying not knowing what was happening with his wife's health. So he was a great actor. Yeah, and I'm sure made a lot of the church people pretty angry. I mean, I would be. They completely just destroyed their trust yep. in, in him. Um, I mean, lied to their faces, and I'm sure they were there, you know, bringing them meals and stuff, mm-hmm. and who knows? That's disgusting. On March 18th, Angela was determined to be brain dead due to lack of oxygen. She was removed from life support and ultimately passed away. So Ah, sad. So horrible. Jim refused requests for an autopsy to be conducted, despite relatives pleading for answers as to what could have happened to their otherwise healthy 43-year-old woman. Well, of course not. I mean, he's actively being investigated, right? Yes, because they were getting involved on the 16th. I don't know what family knows at this point. Oh, right. So I'm not sure how aware. But it doesn't matter because he has the power. He is the power, yeah. Of attorney or whatever. Of course, yeah. That sucks. So family worried that what happened to Angela could be a genetic issue that could potentially be passed to the children. Sure. Jim argued that if the doctors were unable to find the answers while Angela was still alive, he did not want them poking holes when she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know that you're going to jail for this. Yes, he does. So after Angela's death, Karen wrote Jim, I do want to give you any comfort I can, but I do not feel it is right for me to mix in with all of the all of those gathering to mourn Angela either. And I do not want to meet your family as just a friend and try to conceal what I feel for you. She signed the email saying that she was praying for him and that she loved him. Wow. So Jim was arrested one day after Angela was removed from life support on Sunday, March 19th. And on Thursday, March 23rd, he was charged with first degree murder. Angela's family spoke out, saying that they were absolutely heartbroken over their loss, so they were so grateful for the compassion and concern they had received since her death. In her obituary, Angela is described as energetic and intelligent, someone who always showed up when she was needed. Despite being allergic, she loved animals. She loved mystery TV shows, anything that made her laugh, interior design, and working on creative projects within the family's home. Her son commented that she didn't have a lot of time for the things that she loved because the six kids kept her busy. Oh, bless her heart. I know. And they also said that she was like a homebody at heart too. So, you know, that was very much like me. She she seemed like such a nice person. It's just so tragic that this happened. It's it's just sickening. Like you said, trying to make herself healthy for her kids and her family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it seemed like she was trying to get her marriage to work, even though it was absolutely off the rails. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't her fault that it was off the rails. It was her asshole husband. She's trying to make the best out of a horrible situation and try to protect her kids and shelter them from this asshole idiot and what sickens me the most is reading the text and knowing that a son of a bitch is actively ordering multiple poisons to make sure it works and saying he loves her in texts yeah and and being fake in voicing concern i don't like this your lips look pale it's like yeah my lips look pale motherfucker because you put arsenic in my fucking smoothie yeah it's so sickening you, you th- i mean there's all these like labels we can put on him whether he's sociopath or whatever those yeah. things are but 
they're all disgusting and he deserves to rot in hell a for eternity. A person that you have been married to for 23 years and who is the mother of your six children. And by all How means, could seems, you do this? Seems like a tremendous woman. Like, why can't you just divorce her and like let her go and then let some, some other decent human being yeah. be her husband that actually treats her well? I know. I just will never, ever understand how this can happen. Uh, Angela's brother, Mark Prey, said that the family is coming together to look after the children, saying that Jim's family are also there to help. They are not blaming Jim's family for what he has done, which I think is really gracious of them because I'm sure Jim's parents are suffering greatly. Yeah. I mean, this has to be awful for them. So as Jim entered the courtroom on March 23rd, just a week ago, He was wearing an orange jumpsuit and shackles. He made absolutely no eye contact with any family and friends who sat within the small room and were present for the hearing. Some of Jim's older children were even present, sitting silently, showing little emotion. The hearing lasted only 10 minutes, and Jim briefly spoke, indicating that he was waiving his right to a preliminary hearing within a 35-year day period. His next court appearance will be on April 7th, which is this coming week. Angela's family has been unable to hold her funeral yet because her body has not yet been released to them. Those that know the family are shocked by the news because Jim was great at acting like everything was just perfect. Well, yeah, because that's his whole deal. He Mm -hmm. just thinks everything's good. And as far as he's concerned, there probably is nothing wrong. I mean, he probably fools himself into thinking that he didn't do anything. Right. That's what sociopaths do. They're crazy and out of their minds. And he always presented a picture-perfect family. Their family home in Aurora was picturesque. It had colorful Adirondack chairs nestled around a fire pit in the backyard, birdhouses scattered in the trees around the property, a trampoline, a sandbox, like pictures of what a happy family lived in. And all of this sat within an upscale development with parks, a nature reserve, and now on their front door, a blue sign hangs that reads, We're needing a little privacy. Please come back later. Thanks. Jim's dental practice sits within a small medical plaza 20 minutes from his family home. A formal, former employee said that the staff are absolutely shell-shocked about what's gone down because Jim seemed like the least likely person to do something like this. They really? cannot wrap their heads around how this happened. Great actor, like you said. Yeah. Puts on the front. And at the time of his arrest, a sign was attached to the door of the practice that read, the practice will be closed today. If you are a patient, you will be contacted. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, your dentist uh, killed his wife. I don't know if you saw it in the news. Man, how crazy would that be? Because we go to a dentist that is a husband and wife. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about that. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And Jim was described as a motivational person. He was a great boss. 34-year-old Chelsea Norton worked for Summerbrook for a year. She left the previous January. Angela also worked within the practice at times. Chelsea considered the couple to be friends of hers. She said that Dr. Jim would give motivational speeches during lunch breaks. He would provide food for the staff. Those that know the family are absolutely devastated, and they're so devastated for these six children because they ultimately lost both parents yeah you know and the fact that they have to wrap their heads around that the person they loved as their father could have done such a thing to their mother and to them allegedly we have to say allegedly Allegedly. yeah but uh i mean this is all still going down right um you know guilty and you know or or innocent until proven no you said it the right way i'm just saying for myself i've been saying a lot of stuff but yeah um yeah it's so sad and it's it's sad they can't wrap their minds around it because they're children and that's their father yeah and i bet you he was a great dad to them 
them. Yeah, I mean, sociopaths typically are really charming. Mm-hmm. And they tend to have a lot of people around them, but like not a lot of close people. Not so, close. Yeah. No. So like these coworkers would be perfect. Like he can buy them stuff and have a great motivational speech because, you know, he's as far as he's concerned, he's a fantastic dude and doing all the right things. And I'm sure he's very motivating. Yeah. But well, um, and two sociopaths tend to like a lot of attention. So they're going to love having these motivational lunches and having everyone's eyes trained on them. Right. It's like right, right up their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So it's just a sickening story. I am sickened that this happened to sweet, amazing 43-year-old Angela that had her whole life ahead of her. She will not see a single one of her kids grow up, get married, none of that, and they will grow up without their mother. Super sad. And it it just, it sickens me. I'm sorry, Angela. I'm sorry this happened. Sorry this piece of shit, Jim got into your life at any point i'm sure her family's also very sorry for that oh terrible so we'll have to keep an eye on you know the upcoming trials that will be happening and and all of that because obviously we're this all just happened yeah sad stuff um I mean, if you're a guy out there and you want to divorce your wife, just divorce your wife. Don't poison her and like ruin your kids' yeah. like lives. If you love your kids and you love, you know, whatever. I'm sure he still even says, "I love my wife," you know. And I'm sure maybe he meant it while he was texting it. But how do you kill someone that you? How is that? The you know best what? Solution? What I pictured was him in the kitchen with her shaker ball bottle in the scoop because this is something we do every morning we drink our protein shakes and it really just hit home that he's got this whey protein out and with it he's got this friggin bag of cyanide that he ordered for 13 dollars on amazon it's just to me like the moment he dipped the spoon into that bag allegedly and put it into her drink. He made that decision. He ordered the arsenic from Amazon. Yes. The arsenic is what he had given her first because right. he did not get the delivery of the cyanide until the 13th. Right. And that was from Midland Scientific. Yes. Yeah, so she first started getting sick and presenting to the ER on the 6th. And right. that morning he made her a drink. And the idea that he put the spoon in the bag and actually tipped it into her drink and shook it up and handed it to her. I think having that power was what he got off on. You know, just being like, I'm going to end her life and it's going to be in my hands. I just pictured him standing in their kitchen making that decision, and it it just... Wish he would have just offed himself in the beginning. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, Angela and her family and her kids will never see her again. No. So... Sickening. Well, they're of faith, so they I'm sure they believe they will see her again. Right. Never on Earth. Yeah. Not on Earth, but... Well, hopefully they do in in heaven, whatever you believe Mm -hmm. in. So, well, thank you for telling us the story about Angela. Yeah. Very sad stuff. Um, we do want to say uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And if you want to hear more episodes, we have uh, about 20 plus more episodes for our patrons um, on patreon.com. Check a look at the uh, the show notes. And actually, um, we're also available on YouTube if you ever want to see our faces. Uh, don't look at mine. Yeah, and you might see this flaking skin, so you might not want to see us on YouTube. And yeah. I apologize. And I will say we had a family member of one of the things we covered. I don't want to say which one because I'm not like trying to politicize yeah. it. But it was nice. They said that we did a good job covering one of the yeah stories, so. it was it was really surreal a family member of one of our victims reached out to us and mike sent me at when i was at work and honestly like took my breath away because i was like oh my god i hope i didn't say anything wrong and they're like oh you were so spot on and thank you for keeping our you know they corrected a couple things but it was like yeah this is okay you know and that's what we try to do is respect the victims oh. you know uh, this, is, this is the worst day in these families lives 100 percent. so um i do want to say thank you to our new patron uh lindsay 
Lindsay. So you're fantastic, Lindsay. And if you want to be mentioned on the next one, then go ahead and become a patron on the. Uh, and I, I've been saying a lot of like, uh, welcome to the club, the Crime and Coffee Couple Club, because mm-hmm. it's like a coffee club. You know, we sit, we chat, we listen to some. It's story, a coffee club. Some, we'll uh, some sad, sad stories. Terrible, you know, unfortunately. But hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to say uh, shout out to Australia. We're like a, a big hit out there for Aww, some reason. So awesome. yeah, in addition to the United States and stuff, Australia, um, UK, India, like the, a lot of these countries, uh, um, South uh, South America, South Africa, I South think. Africa. So yeah. yeah, hey, thanks for listening wherever you are and tell your family and friends yeah uh, we'd love to spread the word and and i just love the idea that like people from other parts of the world could be listening and i was saying to you it's just so cool to me that no matter where we live in the world we're all ultimately to the core we we have the same values you know as people as humans i just find it fascinating i find humans like so fascinating in different cultures and we might say things differently and have different seasons and foods and you know traditions but to the core we're like all the same and you know what's interesting i just had a thought now a lot of people probably stopped listening by this point but you you tell me what you think about this um you know how that murder one of those big um true crime podcasts they call each other weirdos or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't think it's weirdos. I think the weirdos are the ones that actually do the murders and stuff. Like, those are the weirdos. Like, we're the normal people. We're the ones that can't wrap our heads around how a person can do the things that they do. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, we're we're part of this group where, like, if you're, like, just absolutely shaken by these stories, like, that's how it should be. That's It's it's a horrible, horrible thing. And thank God we don't feel like these absolute shitbag morons monsters monsters exactly so it's it's that's where the fascination with true crime comes in is that we can't believe that a person that lives on this earth and walks among us like we do could be capable of doing the things that they do it's it's incredible to me so those are the weirdos yeah as far as i'm concerned you listeners are not weirdos yeah (laughs) all right well thank you so much for listening and uh, spread the word and until next time Bye. bye